Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And today we have part three of You're Not Alone, a limited series on mental and financial wellness. We have all had a stressful year and we've heard from so many people, not just small business owners, that they're at their breaking point. This podcast series isn't just for small business owners. We truly believe that everyone can benefit from these conversations. In a year when so many have had challenge after challenge, we wanted to find a way to offer some help and hope. We decided to reach out to our various networks to bring together a few experts that will hopefully help give you some advice and guidance on how to keep going. We believe in the never say quit entrepreneurial spirit, and these experts will provide insight through their knowledge or own experiences on ways to keep on moving forward. This podcast is released every Saturday in the month of December and features a licensed therapist as well as business and financial experts telling their stories and giving advice on how to keep yourself sane. On today's episode, we have Heather Vargo back on to continue the conversation on mental health. Heather is a clinical social worker and therapist in the Philadelphia area, and will spend her time with us today talking about toxic relationships, the effect this pandemic has had on our psyche, and resilience. If you haven't listened to the first episode in the series with Heather, we suggest you go back and do that. Welcome back, Heather. I want to dive right in talking about what you're seeing from some of your clients in terms of relationships and how they're navigating through the difficulties with relationships right now, given everything that's happening in the world. How do you balance that emotional uncertainty on top, your own, emo, your own, your own, uh, our own ambivalence, right? And feelings of uncertainty. Um, and then when you kind of couple that with, conflict, tension, you know, with your family, your friends, people that I guess would be that um, coupled with like, you know, whether it's like tension, conflict, you know, with, with relationships, like you're saying, um, you know, people who aren't good at agreeing to disagree, right? People that, um, you know, where again, where I kind of see is like where you're dealing with people that are, um, well, you know, maybe very controlling, you know, very expressive, very verbal, maybe manipulative, you know, overtly, covertly, and how I help my clients navigate that. But one of the things, um, you know, that you see is that these kind of toxic relationships or toxic or whatever contentious um, relationships tend to take up like 90% of our time, our energy, our resources, which only leaves like what 10% for actually like ourself or like other things that could be more restorative, you know, other people, other, other interests, you know, and I, and I think, shifting that from, you know, really, really, you know, you talk about <clears throat> not being like so touchy feely, but I think you have to trust yourself. You have to learn to trust yourself, you know, and, and, and I think of how do you feel when you're with this person? How do you feel when you're in this group, whatever it might be? And if you, you know, if you feel worse, <laughs> When you're with them, then when you're like, you know, then that might be something to think about adjusting, you know? Um, I think 
it's 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 okay when we have our differences right if we can respect them and and listen to each other and and not feel so threatened when people don't agree with us you know i think that taps into like our own insecurities that people don't want to they, they remember i was saying like getting comfortable with discomfort you know and 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 if you're a racist or misogynist or you know a capitalist i don't know socialist i don't know just like, an ist if you're an ist <laughs> right yeah and anything that's not that activates you that says something about you I'm going to try and let's unpack that a little bit because you just, you put a lot out there for our listeners and I want to, I want to hone in on the stressful relationships and how, how do people navigate that when there's a, it's so easy to just kind of be a jerk online to people and B, your people are already feeling so isolated. So cutting someone out almost feels painful even if that person just makes your life so much harder or you have a really tough relationship with them yeah i i i, I want to clarify i'm not saying cut them out i'm saying like either cut out certain topics like we're not going to talk about politics like if you can't respect my differences or if you you know like if if you ever get the feeling, you ever like get the feeling when someone's like talking at you, <clears throat> right? And they're not, they're not really interested. They're not curious what you have to say. They're not engaged in like, they're not, they're not wanting to understand. They just, they want, they want to be heard. They don't want to listen. I'm talking about those people, you know, where you just say like, if this isn't going to be a two-way street, because I kind of feel like, I'm doing all the listening and like, or conceding or biting my tongue and you're, you know, it's, it's not, it's not reciprocated. Then I say, don't, maybe don't, don't go to that person with that issue. You know, doesn't that put us at risk for, I, sometimes I feel like this is happening to me where I'm so unwilling to engage in just like fighting with people. Like, I don't want to debate it. Like I, I will have a healthy conversation with you, but I don't want an argument over it. Right. But you almost end up in your own like echo chamber because all you're doing is surrounding yourself with people who have the same opinion as you, which almost makes it harder than to even see or hear p opinions that are different than yours. And just to kind of add to that, I mean, I think especially in, in today's day and age, so many people are their beliefs like they are their politics they are their you know whatever it is fill in fill in a descriptor and that's that's who they are and they cannot get outside of that so it's impossible to have a conversation because it all somehow ends up back at that you could be talking about the weather and well that's already divisive because whether or not the climate's changing like you know it's so hard to say anything because everything's so divisive these days so if you and i disagree about whether or not the climate's changing then we're going to talk about the weather and not, you know, bring that up. But I think what 
Julie, you're referring to is it limits the quality or, you know, I think of the relationship, right? I think, you know, Corey, what you're saying is people are their politics. You're talking about these values, right? I mean, I, again, like I, I also believe a lot in science and the fucking climate is changing. Like, so if you don't believe that, that's like, you believing in creation and me believing in evolution. Like, I just don't even care that maybe you're not in my circle, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not interested in what you have to say anyway, maybe, okay? Like, that's an option. I might be curious if you were, but if you're not, if you're more interested in just preaching or, or imposing or trying to, you know, convince me, then like, I'll take my chances with my echo chamber, but I don't really look at it that way. I look at it more of like people that are more interested in connecting with others versus wanting to be divisive or be right or, you know, like be justified or entitled, you know? It's like if you, want to connect with a loved one, then you want to understand their position and vice versa. And you should be able to have an open dialogue about that. And if people for their own reasons can't do that because it's too triggering for them, then that's their limitation. And sadly, that could limit the relationship. Yeah, it could. That's, you know, why I think a lot of people would prefer to just kind of, you know, not talk about it, right? Not think about it. And I think that's a different echo chamber. I mean, you get the people that just want to be in denial or, or want to just like agree to disagree or don't care, you know, like that's, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's fine too. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it depends your, what your values are. And, and, you know, I think if you're, you know, if you're asking these questions and you're a curious person and you want to know what makes people tick, I do too. And when other people are maybe very limited in their mindset or rigid or not willing to have that open-mindedness or curiosity or willingness to, you know, consider all possibilities then there's bad to see that as a limitation you know and 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 i don't i think the thing i would say is don't take it personally you know don't take it personally and and you know try to find something else to connect on you know if it's not politics or something else like find something else you know but it's hard when you know humanity is at stake and other people are more worried about themselves. I mean, these are very divisive times. And I, I, it's funny because I've got a, a relative, one of my uncles. He's um, he and I are on opposite sides of the aisle. Let's just say that. Um, and he he and I will argue all day long about politics. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, he's still my uncle. I'm still his nephew. We still love each other. And, you know, he gets way more heated than I do. And he, you know, but anyway, went to visit him and he, you know, I told him one rule. I was like, no politics. And probably like five minutes into the conversation, politics came up. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, all right, you know, 
he gets all heated and then we, you know, hug it out and then, you know, go have dinner. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a healthy way to do it in that, you know, you're going to disagree and, and that's fine, but just remembering that there's more to that person than, you know, their politics or whether or not that they believe that the earth is flat, which I believe we can all agree is ridiculous. But Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is your uncle, right, that you've known your whole life. So I'm sure you have a lot more to connect with him about other than that limited subject, you know. Um, I think it's interesting that he prefers to argue about it, you know, or, or that he gets more heated, you know, and, and, and I wonder if that's because he's struggling with the fact that you're, you disagree with him. I think he's just argumentative in nature and that's just a part of his personality. I mean, we spent, we spent the entirety of my brother's uh, wedding reception arguing about the Audubon Society, I, I believe years ago so that's just that's just who he is so so i think your your uncle's for him that's a way of connecting yeah yeah so like debating for him is a way of connecting you know so as long as it's again something you don't take too personally or too you know that it's just you know oh like he likes a good intellectual debate like that's kind of how he likes to challenge himself and how he likes to connect with others. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. And, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about politics so far today and um, how divisive that can be and tough on relationships. Um, and then we've got this whole other thing of, you know, COVID, which at many points becomes incredibly political as well, where there's people who, you know, I think everyone believes COVID's a thing, but not ever you either believe it's much more manageable than we're being led to believe or that it's you know much worse right so there's it's it COVID in itself is a very divisive conversation um you know the whole concept of masks and vaccinations and everything all of it it's just it's divisive it's been a very very tough year and i'm curious what your thoughts are on the long-term impacts of this year on basically the, the psyche of this country, right? The people like small business owners have been decimated and it started with COVID and it just doesn't seem to be ending. And you know, that's typically who our podcast is for though this particular series is for everybody. But when you think about, you know, COVID and being isolated in this really horrible political year that we've been through and small business owners losing their businesses and people going broke and relationships just fracturing everywhere. Like what, what are the long-term impacts that we're looking at for people and, and what can people do to start to shift to be, to have a more positive outlook on, on 2021 when I know everybody's super stoked about 2021 coming, but I don't know what's going to change on January 1st besides we're going to have a new year and a new month on the calendar. So I think COVID actually is a really good example of, you know, a divisive subject similar to politics in that it really kind of need to agree to disagree sometimes, right? Where some people are taking extreme measures 
and, and huge precautions, right? Like I have clients that are literally on lockdown, haven't left their house. And then I have clients that are taking very few precautions, if any. I see all the range, right? And where it's especially divisive is when the people who are comfortable with the one want to see the other who are not comfortable with that, right? And that kind of a thing, right? So it's kind of similar in that, like, if we have a strong relationship and a good connection and you're, you respect me and I can say, look, like, I'm not feel, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. Um, I love you, but I can't see you over Thanksgiving. I hope you can appreciate that. And you don't understand and you don't agree, but yet you can accept that and know that, you know, this is temporary and that we will, you know, like then long-term, I think it'll be fine. I think where long-term trauma or where trauma or, or divisive issues impact us long-term is when there's not a way back, right? Like if I've lost my job or my identity or a loved one and, you know, I'm never going to get that back, that's, that's grief. That's loss. That's, that's, that's a whole other process of finding your way back, you know, to, to, to a new version of yourself, if you will, or a new normal. Um, but if you have good support, if you have enough resources, if you have enough, you know, going for you, I think in the end, look, we, we're resilient people, right? Like our brains are designed to protect us and heal. We want to heal. We don't want to be stuck in this. We don't, that's why this is so hard. We don't like ambivalence. I think long-term what could happen is that we get better at it which is kind of what I talk a lot about, of how to cope with the now, not knowing what will be. But um, I think a good indication of how you're gonna come out of this is how you've come out of things that were really hard before. You know, are you gritty? Do you get, you know, like, do you do what you need to do? Do you, you know, do you figure it out? Do you find a way or, are you know? Are you more inclined to look elsewhere for blame or find you know feel helpless and and struggle to get help? I don't know. I think it depends on on the person and on their and on their ability to pick themselves up after they've been knocked down. Really, like that's what you're talking about. Talking about resilience and. Luckily, these are skills that can be taught, um, but a lot of it's learned, you know, a lot of it is just, it's, you know, it's kind of history. So um, you had a, right there at the end, interesting kind of point that 
a topic that I love to talk about. Um, but you know, the the resilient people out there, the gritty people, I feel like they're they're already set up mentally to bounce back to survive this. They're they've pivoted their business, they've figured something out. You know, like they've kind of they they've made their way through this on their own. You know, or with friends and family, their network, whatever it is. Um, but it's the people who who have that what I like to call the victim mentality, where it's this is, you know, they blame everybody else except for themselves. They blame the world for their shortcomings, you know, and there may be some truth to that, but I think that this pandemic really brought that out in a lot of people because they're like, everybody just wanted to be the victim. And now we can all commiserate over the fact that we've been on lockdown and the economy's in the, you know, in the shitter, et cetera. Um, yeah, I mean, I think initially there was a lot of support in the whole, we're all in this together right? Um, where I started to see some division, if you will, is when people started to, when things started to open up again, and like the numbers were good, and people, you know, like myself, were pivoting and doing things that they enjoyed, well, some of them, just very carefully or in a different way, and other people weren't, like they didn't feel like they could, for whatever reason, like they had the reasons, right? Like they just weren't able to. And you talk about social media, I think that was really hard for people to see others like kind of going on living their lives when they felt like they couldn't. So no longer did it feel like we're in it together. Yeah, I think that was tough. Um, yeah, I think, I think for people who are, I just had a request from a client who is one of those people who doesn't have like any family really and or very limited support um, and is kind of in lockdown, like wants more options in terms of like group or social support for people, you know, um, who are, you know, probably gonna be, be doing this through spring. Um, I, I don't know, I guess I would look for where you can pivot. I mean, I, I really think that what you're saying, Corey, is that this, you know, the pandemic and everything else has really kind of brought out the people who, you know, are capable or, or, or very good at adapting you know, versus the people who really struggle with with that ability to to find that self-reliance, if you will, you know? Yep, I um, think this was definitely a year to see who was going to separate themselves and come out of this stronger, who sat down, got to work, and um, really made some cha positive changes versus those who decided not to do anything or, you know, I, I relate this story because it made me laugh so much at one. It says so much about how much of a overachiever I may or may not be, but I was having a call. Um, I was on a phone call with a friend that I haven't seen in, you know, I don't know, a couple of years. And, um, I was telling her, she's like, this was in like mid to late, it was mid to late August. And she's like, so what have you been up to, you know, since the pandemic hit? And I'm like, well, I moved to Richmond and, you know, we started a company and we wrote a book and we're starting a podcast and I'm training for this event. And 
we created our own relay anyway. And I like list off all these things. And in my head, I'm like, there has to be more. I know I've done more. What else have I done? Because it's like six months. What else have I done? And she said, oh my, I've literally only gotten out of my pajamas like four times in the last five months. And I thought, well, there you have it. So, you know, typically they would refer to like from Thanksgiving to like New Year's as separation season for most people where you got those people who put their foot on the gas and they're like, go, go, go. And you've got everybody else who like decides to, you know, go deep on the cookies and the pies and like taking time off from work and let's celebrate. And there's two different kinds of people. This whole year has been a separation season, really. And with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to take a quick break while Rachel Martin from Forward Motion Events fills us in on what she's got going on this winter. Hey, I'm Rachel and I'm here to tell you about the Women's Winter Experience to help you get through this winter. It's three months and three challenges. Each month you will choose your challenge and get sent an awesome swag package. So if you are looking to stay motivated mentally and physically and want help accomplishing your goals, then you need to check out our Women's Winter Experience. Thanks, Rachel. And now we're going to get back to the show. But one quick note for you guys out there listening, you might want to tell the ladies in your life about what Rachel's got going on. All right. Welcome back from the break. Um, have you been recommending or have you been seeing people getting pets? Oh, yes. I, I am happy to write anyone a letter if it will help them get and a service animal. I think anyone can benefit from a pet of any kind, really. Uh, you know, for lots of reasons, but there's definitely science that shows that having, you know, it doesn't even have to be an animal, but, you know, having other things to take care of <laughs> can um, really improve your, your, your mental health, for sure. I'm not gonna lie, my, my, um thoughts on the validity of service animals just went down a little bit when you said that you're happy to write letters for anybody <laughs> like there there's no requirements right now you don't need any certifications whatsoever to be able to you know do it so the only people i've written for are like landlords but hey definitely got it so that people can get pets where they're not supposed to have them yeah yeah, yeah. i even had a client who was like currently um Oh, yeah. his wife got a PFA against him. <laughs> totally fabricated the story. Anyway, he was in a hotel, couldn't bring his dog with him, but I was able to like get him access to have it temporarily. Yeah, because you know, it's stressful to be apart from your animal from, you know, during a time when you're, you know, going through trauma. Absolutely, absolutely. Pets certainly help they take your focus off yourself and put it on something else and yeah and you know there's there's that unconditional you know well well i guess maybe if not cats but dogs typically <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah cats are terrible <laughs> cats are funny i've seen like the cats really are very curious they come right at, when i have my clients who are doing the they come right up to the screen and they get they ignore them all day long, but when, as soon as they're unavailable, the cats like won't leave them alone. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I want to go back to um, when we were talking about the, uh, you know, victim mentality and, and all of that. When right before that, you said that 
it's possible to teach resilience? Yeah. Like to teach so, that? How, how does that work? Another word for the victim mentality is a phrase called learned helplessness, honestly. Um, and what it refers to is like a lack of agency, like a lack of um, feeling like you have ownership or, or accountability or, or influence in your life. You know, uh, a lot of my clients where they grew up with, say, really controlling parents, you know, and they weren't able to make decisions themselves or, you know, like they don't they're not always good at knowing, you know, what they think or feel, let alone asserting it. Um, but things that can really help when you're feeling this powerlessness or helplessness is movement. You know, um, one of the ways we teach resilience is really like through, you know, through learning, right? Through, through doing, through experiencing. Um, and so like the way you can kind of retrain your brain, if you will, that I, I just finished the book Untamed. Julie, have you listened to that? I have so not. I have book. it, but I've not listened to it. So good. You should listen to it. So I think it's Reese Witherspoon who's narrating it, I think. Okay. Um, but, you know, in the book, she's like, we can do hard things. We can do, you know, it's like, I can sit with this discomfort, you know, and not have to fix it for somebody. Or I can make myself shower or get out of bed or get out of my pajamas because, you know, I know this is what's going to help my brain transition from morning to afternoon to night to the, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things is like where I can force myself to do things that I know logically are going to make me feel better. Yeah. I, so I have two comments on that. The first one is that I think one of the best ways that I could recommend for people to learn to do hard things, which by the way, I want to say that's what she said every time I say that, but um, what is to take a look at um, Andy Frasilla's 75 Heart program. That entire program, you know, a lot of people think it's a fitness program. It's not. It's designed to help you build resilience. It, it toughens you up. I don't know anybody who's done it who hasn't come out on the other side and they are completely transformed. It's an amazing program. And, 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 and I, I know like you love that like that's like that that to me would be like way too hard <laughs> but, it, but yeah. it doesn't have but it doesn't have to be hard it's literally doing five tasks every day and I know there's two workouts and you know like one of them is outside and one of them should be inside but that second one can also be outside but it's really just a matter of the commitment to doing things even when you don't feel like doing it but it's not saying like go lift weights or run five miles it's literally just doing walk in my world it's like showing up on the mat, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, like 30 days of yoga, like a, a thing where like every day you, whether you feel like it or not, right? Like you show up, you make the time and you tune in and you, you know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing, like yep. whatever the discipline is. Yeah, just doing it, showing up and doing it, committing to it. it consistently then lays the pathways 
you know, in yeah. our brains where it's available and accessible to us during hard times. And now we're in some really hard times. And that's why you're seeing this division because those of us that have been doing this or have since really stepped up and employed more of this during this time, it's available to us, it's accessible to us. Those of us who haven't had the ability or the opportunity, you know, to do it, it's not available, it's not accessible, you know. It can be, it can be taught. But, you know, like I said last time, I mean, it, it's not a switch, it's not a magic pill, you know, like you gotta show up and you gotta put in the effort, otherwise like it ain't gonna happen. Well, and I think it, I mean, for a lot of those people, it's just starting off small. Like you yeah. said, like, I'm going to get out of my pajamas today. And I mean, this was years ago. I had, I had the same shopping schedule as this one lady. And so every Thursday morning at like 10 AM, I was at the grocery store and I would see her and she was always wearing pajama pants and slippers. And I'm like, you don't have enough self-respect to just put on some regular clothes, you know, to just make it to the grocery store. I guarantee she hasn't, she has not changed out of her pajamas this entire time. You know, and she's already wearing them to the grocery store. So um, I, those little things that like, and that's the, you know, it's like, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. And I, and I think that for those people having a pet is also, you know, a key part of that because it puts you on that routine. You have to feed them. Yeah. It forces you and it forces you to have to do it. Like a lot of people I see struggle with self-compassion right? They're really hard on themselves. They really hate themselves if they can't get out of their pajamas, some of them, you know, and, but, but they have a lot of compassion for others, right? Like they'll, they'll, they'll do it for their animals if they won't do it for themselves. Well, they'll do it for their kids if they won't do it for themselves, you know? So those are, if you can find a reason, you know, and it doesn't really matter what gets you there. I mean, what, what will keep you there ultimately will be, the fulfillment that you feel from it, you know? Um, but whatever gets you there, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, I have keep thinking back to like last February when I had driven back to Minnesota to empty out my storage unit and move stuff to the East Coast because I still, you know, had stuff scattered all over the country. I still do. But anyway, I had reached out to a friend um, cause I knew she wasn't working to ask her. Well, actually I didn't know she wasn't working. I reached out to a friend to ask her if I could store something at her house in Minnesota. Cause I needed a few things to stay in Minnesota. And she messaged me back and had said that, um, she couldn't because she couldn't take my call because she was, um, in a really bad place and didn't want me to see how bad off she was and that she, she was embarrassed. Right. And, um, this is a friend who, you know, I've known her for years, but she graduated with my youngest brother. And, um, I remember a long time ago, and I believe you taught me this, Heather, is that the, when you are really, really stuck in the suck, that one of the best things you can do is to help someone else. Right. And so I messaged her back and said that I understood, um, and that, I wasn't going to be disappointed in her, but that I really needed help. And I was hoping that she could help me, but I understood if she couldn't. And she spent the next five days helping me every day, all day long. And I did need the help. I could have asked a lot of people to help me. 
but she needed to help me more than I needed her to help me. And it literally changed her entire like attitude. And she was so much better by the time the week was over. I'm not saying I cured her of anything, but she was able to get out of her own way and help someone else. And I think there's probably an important message in there for a lot of people right now, right now who are feeling really, really stuck or just in it, like go help someone else. Or, or if you know someone like that, you know, maybe you could try to employ their help with no strings attached, just like you did, you know, um, because I think it's really hard for people to uh, to ask for help, you know. So if you're if you're someone who's not where that's you know you're good at that, and you know if she can't help you, you have other people that you can ask. But you know she could really use someone to help. You know, there 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 are people that really do require other people for healing, you know? And they're often the people that isolate themselves the most, you know? So if like back to kind of like, what can people do? I mean, if you're one of the lucky ones that are in a relatively good place, you know, mental health wise, you're one of the resilient ones and your loved ones are struggling, like maybe reach out right? Even if it's just letting them know, even if it's just a text, again, no strings attached, like they can reply, they cannot reply, not going to hurt my feelings. It means a lot to them, you know? Agreed. And I believe that's a great way to end the podcast. We are out of time here, but wanted to thank you again, Heather. And of course, if anybody wants to reach out to Heather or, you know, learn more about what she does, she can, uh, you can check them out in the uh, show notes. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much for having me anytime. All right. Be well. Thanks again to all of our listeners and our expert, Heather Bargo, for all of the great advice today. Check the show notes to learn more about Heather and her practice and feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Our contact info is in the show notes as well. We have one more episode in the series, which we released next Saturday, the 26th. If you'd like to hear more of our business-focused podcast, head on over to bizquickpodcast.com. You can also visit our company's website at sbpace.com to learn more about us. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.